So we get to celebrate the Holy Spirit, who He is, what He's done, what He's about, how He wants to interact with us today. So that's going to be really cool. So welcome. Let's pray, shall we? Father, I thank You that we can be here tonight. I thank You that we can celebrate You on this holiday weekend. And we honour You. We honour who You are. We honour everything You've done. And Lord, my prayer tonight is that every person will connect with You. That when we're done, when we leave this place, every person would have a greater revelation, a greater sense of appreciation, a greater love, and a greater connection with You. So Holy Spirit, we know that You came in the building when we did. You are most welcome here. And we want to honour You tonight every way we can. And we invite You to move. We invite You to speak. Give us the eyes and ears to hear what You're saying, I pray. In Jesus' name, Amen. Well, it is great to have you here. There's a couple of things I want to mention to you very quickly before we start or get too too far into it. We have School of the Spirit coming uh, very soon, which is, hopefully it's going to go up there. Is it going to go up there? Let me grab this. It's on the 23rd and 24th of June. And uh, School of the Spirit this year is going to be fantastic. We've got John Kins coming from Melbourne. And we've got Daz Chettle coming from Christchurch. Daz is a friend of ours. He's a, a great guy, full of enthusiasm. We'll have a great time with him. John Kens is going to come and he's going to teach us as well. He'll be great, great input. And uh, I encourage you to come to that if you can at all. I think that School of the Spirit is one of the most important things because you know all of our interaction with God, everything we do, all is about the Holy Spirit. Yours and my experience with God is all through the Holy Spirit. And so if we can learn how to... Um, be comfortable and how to understand how He works, etc. It's really, really good for us and it's good for our journey in God. So I encourage you to come to that. There will be limited numbers. Once the numbers are filled, that's it. The door's closed. Uh, So you need to get them pretty quick. So these are in the foyer. You can register at the hub or you can register online, which would be really good. Other thing I'd like to tell you about is last week we started receiving our faith commitment uh, offering for a global mandate. And uh, we do this every year. Last week we started receiving it. We got 60 cards in, um, which is probably about a third of what will come in. So it's a good start. And of the 60 cards that come in, so far we've had $194,750 promised. Isn't that good? It's fantastic, isn't it? So so I'm believing that we tipped the 400000 mark this year. That's what I'm believing for. And um, if we keep going like we are, we will make it. So... Well done, everybody. Well done. And if you haven't got your card in yet, feel free to fill it out. Pop it in one of the boxes um, on either door of the auditorium. Remember, it is faith promise. No one's going to follow you up on it. It's between you and God. It's for our global mandate. That's what it all goes to. Jonathan, why don't you come and share for a couple of minutes? Everyone, give me Jonathan a hand as he comes. Everybody, uh, I spoke a couple weeks ago where... Any of you there? Okay, good. So it's mostly fresh information. Okay, I went way too long last time, so I'll be shorter this time. Um, so I'm going to be putting together a video department. I'll be heading it up. This is what I do for a living, um, and I love it. And I love it especially when what I'm working on is for um, the kingdom. And um, it's good for the church, and a passion of mine is getting outside these four walls and showing those who don't know God um, 
who God is in different ways. And video is one of them. And I like coming up with really cool creative ideas. And um, that's really what we're going to focus on. There's some straightforward kind of videos we'll be doing. But there's all kinds of just awesome ways to tell different stories. And as you see in movies, it's like, it's just, there's the sky's the limit. So um, I have quite a bit of knowledge, experience, and gear. And it's good to... Uh, especially with you guys, because it's a bit of a younger crowd, but even you, uh, I, won't, I won't look point anybody out. Uh, older guys too, anybody? Yeah. Girls too, yeah. Anybody, okay, before I uh, do a specific demographic. I'm rambling, okay. I want, I want people to help me is what I'm saying. And um, people who are interested, especially if you're interested, if film is maybe something you're thinking about doing, um, talk to me. Um, if you have, like, land if you have a cool job or, or not even a cool job but just a job where maybe it's visual and you're working with different kinds of things we may want to shoot that or if you're an awesome artist musician um, perhaps we may want to do like a cellist or a guitarist or pianist with all these like lights and candles around or um, you know I, I need people to maybe sometimes hold a mic someone who doesn't know how to use a camera may want to hold the camera and I could show you how to do that because every Sunday we're going to be filming the service. So that's a great way to start, good way to just get familiar with the camera. Um, I'm probably already beyond my time, so I need to stop. But I just, if you have any interest in this area, just think about a movie and everything that goes into it. If you want to be behind the camera, on camera, um, helping out just maybe with locations and different things, if any of that sounds interesting to you, um, talk to me. My um, information is not going to pop up because we didn't work that out. Sorry again, Rob. But um, maybe we can sort something out. My name is Jonathan at milkandhoneymedia.nz. If that you can re just remember Milk and Honey Media, you can Google it, websites there. Um, or if you see me around, we can talk. Anyway, sorry, Ray. I went over again. But uh, just that's it. So, um, oh, man. Yeah, I'm going to start preaching again. I'm going to give you the mic. Okay. <laughs> it's exciting, eh? It'll be good. It's an area that we really, really want to lift as our as our multimedia, and um, you know I don't I, I don't go to a store to buy anything these days without looking on the internet first or whatever, and um, we need to just push down that road a bit because it's the same with faith with people. They've got questions, they go and look on the internet. Well, who's had a birthday or a wedding anniversary in the last week? Anyone? Jono, have you had a birthday, mate? No, just rubbing your back. Have you had a birthday? Come on, come on, come and have chocolate. Happy birthday, gentlemen. Very, very good. Any other birthdays, wedding anniversaries? Oh, well done. Happy birthday. No, no wedding anniversaries this, uh, this week at all. Beautiful. Happy birthday, gentlemen. Thank you. Have a great year. Fantastic. Hey, why don't we jump up and pray for these guys, eh? Let's bless them. There's incredible power and blessing. That's why we do this, not just for something to do. There is incredible power in blessing people. So here we go. Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favour, prosperity, purpose and protection over them this year. Activate your love and goodness through each one. In Jesus' name, Amen. Have I given them a big hand? Fantastic. Well, stay on your feet. We're about to worship. Thank you, Aaron. sing together. How about it? Yeah. I said, how about it? Yeah. 
It's a little bit of a, a little bit of a fun joke. But but what I want us to to think about as we're doing this is God's uh, accessibility and and peace in the in the fun and the energy and in the movement of it, right? So this is talking about coming alive in the river. And we were talking and praying earlier about operating out of stillness in the movement and in the energy and in the output of everything that we're doing. And that's the heart that I'm singing with this with and I would invite you to join me in that. Alright? Alright. Let's do it.
pray this, we pray this. Spring up a well, spring up a well in me. Spring up a well, spring up a well, spring up a well in me. Yes, Lord. Spring up a well, spring up a well, spring up a well in me. Oh, we come alive in the river. Oh, we come alive in your river. Come alive in your river. We come alive in your river. Yes. We come alive in your river. We come alive in your river. We come alive in your river. We come alive in your river.
What did it really cost? You're sitting at a table with with 12 guys. You, you're sharing your last meal with them. Did they know what it costs? Every day we live it. We live, we, we say, I'm a Christian. I walk with Jesus. But what did it cost? You know, you could read tons of Bible verses that tell you, you know, do this, do that, do this. But you've got to really realize when you're reading those, what are you what are you taking? What are you reading into? What are you doing? Because the reason I'm asking what does it cost? Because do we know the true value of why Christ died for us? Do we know the true value of why he sat at a table and broke his body? Shared a cup for us. I mean take that in. Before he even knew you were going to walk the earth, he sacrificed for you. He paid a cost for you. See, I don't know about you, but when I walk into a shop and I really, really, really want a pair of cool shoes, I look at the cost and I weigh it up in my mind and I go, can I spend that much on shoes? Is it worth it? If you know me well enough, I'm going to do it. I'm going to walk in there. I'm going to do it. I'm going to buy the shoes because I've set my mind to it. I'm going to pay the money, I'm going to get it. I feel a little bit guilty afterwards, but I'm going to do it. But Jesus didn't, didn't have this dinner with the disciples and go, yeah, this is a big cost, eh? Whew. Can I put it on labor? Like, can, can, is, there, is there a system? Can I put it on deposit? Like, is, is it? No. He didn't think about it. He did it. The Father asked him to do it, and he did it. You, you are the reason He died. You, you, all of you. You are the true cost. You're the reason Christ died. You're the reason He sat, he sat there. He broke bread and He took a cup. See, taking it, taking it back, plain and simple. And two verses that stuck out in my head when I, when I was sitting preparing this, and two verses that it really stuck out is that, you know, John 10, 10, summarized, I came to give life in full. Then, then the old classic, John 3.16. He died so that we could have life. He didn't have to, but He did because He wanted to pay a cost for us. Now, we're going to do communion a little bit different tonight. And I, I'm going to ask the team to, to stand down here. And I, and I don't want us to do it as, as we normally do, you know, line up behind a person and take your element and then go sit down and check it off your list. Now, tonight it's going to be, I want, you to, I want it to mean something. I want you to, when you take it, I want you to realize the cost of what you're doing. I want you to actually take communion tonight. Not just a little sip of juice and eating the cracker. I want you to really, really mean it when you take it. So when you come up, I don't want, and I don't want people rushing up. I want you coming up. Because I've spoken to, to Aaron and we, they're going to lead you guys in worship now. But go, go get personal with Jesus. Take your elements and go find a spot. Go back into your seat if you're comfortable there. But when you get there, take your element and mean something. Let it mean something to you. Thank you, Lord, that we'll never know how much the true value or the true cost is. 
But Lord, we thank you that it happened and you did it for us. Before we walked this earth, you died for us. So Father, tonight as we take these emblems, as we remember your body and your blood, Lord, let it mean something tonight. Let it, let it be something special. Thank you, Jesus.
Yes, I am a child of God. Let the truth sink in. We are all children of God. We are, we are all children of God. And He's calling us home. We are all children of God. So I 
to our situations. And I thank you that the rescue that we expect isn't always what we get. But the rescue that you give is always what we need. So we pray that you would enlarge our trust. And we lift our gratitude to you for coming close, for stepping down into our midst, into our dirt and pride and arrogance and shame and walking with us. So in turn, we want to walk with you. We want to be righteous as you are righteous, true as you are true, perfect as you are perfect. And we need your spirit for all of that. celebrated communion of Jesus coming. We've been singing about it. Jesus coming to rescue us. He came for each one of us. You know, if I was the only one, if you were the only one here, He came. He came for you. But I I sense that there is a battle going on for some people because there is still a war, a, a spiritual war going on in this world where the enemy knows he's going down. He knows. Jesus conquered and he knows he's going down but he wants to take some people with him and so even though Jesus came to rescue we've got to receive that we've got to got to say thank you Jesus I want to run with you I want to run with you rather than partnering with an enemy who says nah come with me come with me John 10 10 no um Muller Ashley Muller Share that before around communion. John 10.10 says, The enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. That is his mission. He wants to kill, steal, and destroy from you, from me. Jesus said, I came to give life, and life to the full. Jesus longed to live in relationship with every one of us. He said, I've come. I came, I died. I conquered sin and death. I conquered the enemy. Partner with me. Partner with me. I'm God. He went away. He went away and he said, it's going to be better because I send the Holy Spirit to be with you always. But he said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. I'm going to prepare a mansion for you. There is more to come. There is so much more to come. He said, I'm coming back. In fact, you know, when, when he ascended, to heaven was incredible. He ascended into heaven and, and the word says that we're going to see him coming back like that one day. We're going to see that coming, him coming back that one day for you and I. He came for you and I, but we've got to receive. We've got to receive from him. Holy Spirit is here right now speaking to us. 
How about we just allow Him? Just open up your heart to Him right now. Allow Him to speak to you. Speaking to each one individually. What is He saying to you right now? You might like to ask Him the question, Holy Spirit, Jesus, what would you want to say to me right now? What do you say to me right now? testimonies of just that, receiving from Him. going to yeah, thank you team it's awesome I'm going to, I'm going to uh, take us on a little bit of a journey tonight and I thank you thank you Holy Spirit for what you are doing I'm going to take us on a journey you know there's a whole lot of red letters in the Bible whole lot of red letters do you know what the red letters are Jesus words and I'm like man I want to read those we know Jesus came and has some of his words. And it actually says at the end of, the, end of uh, the book of John, it says he did a whole lot more, a whole lot more. But all the books of the world could not even contain them. But anyway, some of his words are contained in the Bible, Jesus' words. And so I want to take us on a little journey um, celebrating along the way of Pentecost, that Holy Spirit came. Jesus said, Father is going to send Holy Spirit to be with us always. But a little journey of what Jesus shared with us before he ascended. And I know the youth, some of the youth went along to Wonder Woman the other night. Yeah? How many went to Wonder Woman? Yeah. Some went to the shack. Some went to Wonder Woman. Did you enjoy Wonder Woman? No, I can see some excited nods. <laughs> yes, I took Sheridan to, to Wonder Woman too because I thought, oh, blow, if the youth are going to go, I'm going to go too. So I went to Wonder But can I just tell you tonight that these words that I'm going to share with you are way, 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 way more exciting than Wonder Woman, as exciting as Wonder Woman was. These, uh, this is God Almighty talking. These red letter words, God Almighty sharing with us way greater than Wonder Woman. 
There is no one greater than God Almighty. No one greater. Okay, so I'm going to start. If you want to turn with, with me in your Bibles, I know there may not be a whole lot of page-turning noises because of, if you've got devices like me. But if you want to follow with me, I will give you the Scripture and you can follow along. So I'm going to go from John chapter 14. And we're going to go up to John... Well, actually, we're going to go into Acts. But so starting, John 14 and... I'm going to read from verse 16. John 14, verse 16, if you're taking notes. 16 to 18. Okay, Jesus talking. It's red letters. He says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. He says, Father will send an advocate. He is my advocate. He is your advocate. And and I looked up the word advocate, and it says a, a person who speaks or writes in support or defense of a person. He is your defender. Holy Spirit, the advocate, is your defender. He is my defender. Isn't that cool? I have an, my own personal defender. Wonder Woman, move aside. <laughs> I have my own personal defender. Jesus continues, verse 26 from John 14. He says, But when the Father sends the advocate, my personal defender, as my representative, that's Jesus' representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I've told you. I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. What an incredible gift peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Then Jesus continues on. I encourage you to read uh, John chapter 15. I'm not going to read it all. Uh, but he, he carries on and he, and, he, and he says over and over again, he says, remain in me, remain in me. He's talking to his disciples. He's talking to us. Remain in me. Remain in me, hang with me, hang out with me, remain in me. He says it over and over, like, come on, you've got to get this. Remain in me, hang out with me, 24-7 relationship. And he says, love one another. And then he carries on in John, John chapter 15, verse 26. John 15, verse 26. He says this, but I will send you the advocate, our defender, the spirit of truth. He will come to you from the Father and will testify all about me. John chapter 16, verse 5, he carries on. He says, but now I'm going away to the one who sent me. And not one of you is asking where I'm going. Instead, you grieve because of what I've told you. But in fact, it's best that I go away. 
Because if I don't, the advocate, your defender, my defender, will not come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. The world's sin is that it refuses to believe in me. Righteousness is available because I go to the Father. Jesus made a way for us to be righteous. And you will see me no more. Judgment will come because the ruler of this world has already been judged. There is so much more I want to tell you, but you can't bear it now. When the spirit of truth, that is the Holy Spirit, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. This is why I said, the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. So Jesus goes on, he goes on to explain more of what's going to happen, about what is, what is about to happen, and he you know, talks about the grief that they will experience because of his going. But then he says it's going to be replaced with joy. It's better. It's going to be better. It's going to be better. The advocate is coming. And then at the end of chapter 16, Jesus says, this is in verse 33, John 16, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. Anyone experiencing trials and sorrows? But take heart, Jesus says, take heart, because I have overcome the world. Then in John 17, this blows me away. Jesus starts to pray. In John chapter 17, he starts to pray. He talks to his Father, his Heavenly Father our Heavenly Father. And he starts to pray for us, you and I. He starts to pray for us. And this is some of the words that he says. I'm not going to read it all, but you can do that in your own time. From John chapter 17, verse 11, says this. Now I am departing from the world. They are staying in this world, but I'm coming to you. Holy Father, you have given me your name. Now protect them by the power of your name so that they will be united just as we are. And then he continues on, verse 16. They do not belong to this world any more than I do. It's you and I. We don't belong to this world any more than Jesus does. Jesus says, make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, I, Jesus, am sending them. You might like to put your name there. I'm sending Geneva into the world. I'm sending Jay into the world. 
I'm sending Nathan into the world. I'm sending Kezia into the world. I'm sending Margot into the world. How about you put your own name in? Jesus is sending you. Just as you sent me into the world, Jesus said, I am sending them into the world. And I give myself as a holy sacrifice for them so they can be made holy by your truth. He gave himself so that we might be holy. And Jesus continued, I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. Is that you tonight? I am praying for all who will ever believe in me. I pray that they will all be one, just as you and I are one, as you are in me, Father, and I am in you. And may they be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. And Jesus continues praying. I'm not going to read it all tonight, but he continues praying for us. And soon after he finishes praying, he is arrested. And he's then persecuted. And then later he's crucified. He knew he was going. And he chose to then go, God, I pray for you. I pray for him. He was praying for me. Isn't that awesome? So Jesus is crucified. He rises from the dead three days later. I love that. It is not the end of the story. He rises from the dead three days later, which we celebrated at Easter not too long ago. And then he spends around about 40 days on earth with the disciples, appearing to many people. He spends about 40 days, and I think, man, what went on in those 40 days? I mean, we read about some of the stuff, these incredible earthquakes happening, people rising up out of the dead. I mean, come on, Wonder Woman, move aside. Wow, this is incredible stuff taking place right here on earth. Jesus rose from the dead, and he walks, and he appears to, to, to many people, and he's appearing to his disciples in those 40 days that he walked the earth before ascending. And I just want to read this to you. I, I find it really quite funny. I don't know, maybe you might not find it as funny as I do. But this is the picture I get, right? So this is from Luke chapter 24, verses 41 to 49. Luke 24, 41 to 49. And what I picture is when Jesus is come and he appears to the disciples, and I picture them going, because, they, because the, you know, the girls had told the disciples, he's alive. And they're going, no, no, we saw him die. You know, and he, we've seen him, he's alive, the girls said. So the girls, no. <laughs> but no, they wouldn't believe. Jesus comes along, and I can just imagine them standing there with their mouths wide open going, like just staring, staring at him. And so it says here, Luke 24, verse 41. Still they stood there in disbelief, filled with joy and wonder. Then this is Jesus. Then he asked them, do you have anything here to eat? Do you have anything here to eat? 
So they gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he ate it as they watched. I picture them standing there going, while he's going, enjoying this piece of fish, surrounded by these disciples with their mouths wide open. Then he said, when I was with you before, I told you everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and in the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said, yes, it was written long ago that the Messiah would suffer and die and rise from the dead on the third day. It was also written that this message would be proclaimed in the authority of his name to all the nations, beginning in Jerusalem. This is the message. There is forgiveness of sins for all who repent. You are witnesses of all these things. And Jesus says this, And now I will send the Holy Spirit, just as my Father promised. But stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. Come on! Fills you with power from heaven. Then he appears again. He appears to Thomas in in John chapter 20, verse 29. He says to Thomas, he says, You believe because you've seen me. I like this bit. He says, Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. That's you and I. We weren't alive on the earth at that time. He says, I'm saying to you, blessed are you who believe without seeing me. Okay, then Acts chapter 1. We continue on. Acts chapter 1, verses 3 to 5. During the 40 days after Jesus' crucifixion, he appeared to the apostles from time to time. He was walking through walls and wowing them. He appeared to the apostles from time to time and he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive, I guess by eating the fish with them. And he talked to them about the kingdom of God. Once he was eating with them, he commanded them, guys, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised, as I told you before. John baptized with water, but in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 1, verse 6. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? He replied, the Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times. They're not for you to know. I, I read that as, guys, don't worry about this. Chill out. Father God will sort it. Chill, chill. Father God will sort it. But then he says to them, and I, I sort of imagine him going, but, but get this. Chill about that, but get this. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses, not might, but you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth, New Zealand. 
After saying this, he was taken up into a cloud while they were watching, and they could no longer see him. As they strained to see him rising into heaven, two white-robed men suddenly stood among them. Men of Galilee, they said. Why are you standing here staring into heaven? Jesus has been taken from you into heaven, but someday he will return from heaven in the same way you saw him go. Woo! So, 10 days later, Jesus instructed them, stay, stay in Jerusalem, wait, wait, the advocate is coming. 10 days later, they were hanging out together, a little bit like our prayer gatherings, Tuesday night, hanging out together there, praying, eating fish probably, having a good time together. Acts chapter 2, verse 1, 1 to 4. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. Come on! The advocate is sent. Our defender is sent in an incredible way. Man, I would have liked to have been in that room at that time. That would have been cool. People came running to see what on earth was going on. They were hearing these guys speak in all sorts of languages about the miraculous things that God had done. And then Peter, Peter the one who had run away and said, no, I don't know Jesus, because he was scared. He then steps out filled with the Holy Spirit, stepping out with his defender. And he starts to speak boldly to the crowd. I might just look that up. Acts chapter 2, starting from verse 16. This is Peter. He's, first of all, he says, these guys aren't drunk because everyone, some people thought, oh man, they're drunk. What's going on here? But it's in the morning. He's going, these guys aren't drunk as if they're going to be drunk, you know, 9 o'clock in the morning. So he says, no, what you see was predicted long ago by the prophet Joel. In the last days, this was what the prophet Joel wrote. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. And in those days, I will pour out my spirit even on my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. And I will cause wonders in the heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and clouds of smoke. The sun will become dark and the moon will turn blood red before that great and glorious day of the, the Lord arrives. But everyone who calls on the name of the Lord 
will be saved. And he, car- he carries on. He's like, come on, listen to me, people. He says, you, you guys crucified Jesus, but he's alive now, and he's, he continues preaching on. And the, the crowd that draws is around 3,000 people, and 3,000 people that day from Peter stepping out and preaching boldly, filled with the Holy Spirit, baptized in the Holy Spirit, preaching boldly, 3,000 are saved that day by the coward who ran away because he is filled with the Spirit of God. That is what happens when we are filled with the Spirit of God. It says Peter's words pierced their hearts and they said to him and to the other apostles, guys, what should we do? Pierce their hearts. Guys, what should we do? When we're filled with the Holy Spirit, it demands a response. We are filled to be witnesses. We are baptized to be witnesses. That is the whole reason that the Holy Spirit was sent for us. Baptized to be witnesses. Jesus said, go, go and make disciples. But first, I will give you the Holy Spirit to empower you. If we read on in in the book of Acts, uh, in Acts chapter 5, we see that the apostles are put into jail. They're, they're preaching. They can't keep themselves contained. They're filled with the Holy Spirit, empowered. And they, they, they're put into jail. An angel comes and lets them out. Open, the prison doors are opened. If you go on to Acts chapter 12, Peter's put into jail again. An angel comes again, opens the doors. He's like, whoa, what's happening here? And he's out. He goes and sees his mates who are praying, oh God, would you please release Peter out of jail? He knocks on the door. A girl comes to the door and she goes, whoa, it's Peter. And so she doesn't open the door because she's freaked out and goes and tells the others and he's standing there knocking on the door. Incredible things are taking place. But these guys are filled with the Spirit. They're filled with boldness. In Acts chapter 16, Paul and Silas are thrown into prison. And has anyone been thrown into prison recently? (laughs) From being bold and sharing our faith? Man, this is challenging, isn't it? They could not contain themselves because they're filled with almighty power of their advocate, the defender, almighty God. Paul and Silas are miraculously, an earthquake takes place. They're released from prison. A whole lot of people are miraculously saved that day. And it goes on, the book of Acts. We are continuing today. The book of Acts is still being written today, so to speak, because we are continuing. We live on, that, on this side of Pentecost. We can be baptized with the, with the, with the Spirit, with the Holy Spirit. He can empower us, his church. In Acts chapter 4, they they are threatened. The church is threatened. 
that others are threatened, being thrown into prison. And this is the church at their prayer gathering. This is what the church pray at the prayer gathering. They say, now God, hear their threats. Give us, your servants, great boldness in preaching your word. They're not going, oh God, please just put us under, hide us under somewhere and don't let us have to go out there anymore. No, they're going, God, give us boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After this prayer, the meeting place shook. This is not Pentecost, but this is what, t- this is what takes place with another prayer of the church. After this prayer, the meeting place shook, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached the word of God with boldness. We, the church, need to be empowered. We need to be empowered with the Holy Spirit. Jesus calls us, his church, to be his witnesses. He says, go, go, be my witnesses. Wait, be filled with the Holy Spirit first. We need his strength. We need his boldness. We need his baptism. Sheridan talked this morning about the baptism of the Holy Spirit being a bit like, you know, revving up in a a cool whatever it was, VRX, instead of a GL. I know I probably think of, I don't know, maybe Mustang instead of a Toyota Corolla. nothing wrong with a Toyota Corolla but you can have a Mustang (laughs) we need to allow him to take control don't we we need to say I'm weak but you're strong would you fill me would you fill me afresh would you baptize me Holy Spirit I am weak, but you are strong. We need to allow him to take full control of our life. And we need to be, as he takes control, as we're filled with the fullness of Almighty God, my Almighty Defender. I love that. My Almighty Defender. Then I need to be stepping out in his power, obedient, unleashing his love and his power to my world, to our world, to the world that so desperately needs him, who he came for, who he desires relationship with. That is the call for us, church, is to be filled, to be baptized with Holy Spirit. And so tonight, so that's that is, I'm finishing there, but you, I encourage you to read a whole lot more of John, read some more red letters, read some more of Acts, and let yourself be encouraged. Encourage yourself in the Word, because that is the truth. And so tonight, as we finish, I would love to give opportunity. If you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, if you want to be baptized with the Holy Spirit, then why not have a Mustang? Why not? Why not be filmed? Why not be empowered? We all need to be empowered in this world, not only to live for ourselves, but to live for others, to unleash his love, his power, 
into this world. I love when I read in the Word about Peter walking along and his shadow brought healing to people because he'd hung out with Jesus. That is what I desire. That's what I desire for my shadow or for my prayer, for my words to change lives as I come into contact with people because I have Almighty God within. Jesus sent Holy Spirit to be with us always, always, 24-7. I have him. Do you have him? Do you have him with you? Are you filled and overflowing? Are you baptized in the Holy Spirit? I encourage us tonight. If you're feeling, maybe you feel like you just need a fresh and filling, fresh and filling of the Spirit, then come, come to the front. I would love to pray with you. I know there's others here that would love to pray and see us all filled, overflowing with Him. He is so loving. He is so good. He is all-powerful, almighty. He gives the gift of peace, peace of mind, joy. Incredible. Wonder Woman, move aside. Move aside. So how about we stand to finish? Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are here right now. Holy Spirit, I thank you for what you have been doing in our lives. I thank you for what you have been speaking to each one of us. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you may have been speaking words that may not have even left my lips, but you are speaking. You are wooing people to yourself. I thank you for your incredible love for us. I thank you that you love walking with us. 24-7, that you'll never, ever, ever leave us. May we be open to you, Holy Spirit. May we allow you to infill us afresh tonight, to infill us with your power, fill us with your love, fill us with your peace. Help us to release all of who you are as we go out into our week. May we not contain you within us, but may we unleash you upon our world who so desperately desires to know you. Holy Spirit, pour out your blessing and anointing upon every person here I am. What our hearts long for To be your